Welcome to the Epideckers Podcast, week four of our undertaking here. I'm Drew, along with Matt and Derek. Hello. <laughs> and we are the number one trivia podcast in the land. Uh, coming off of our Thursday victory in Geeks Who Drink Trivia. Um, oh yeah, we did win. We did. $25. $25. It was... was Wait, is it dollars or doll hairs? No, it's actual dollars. Yes. But it was only... It's a gift gift certificate, so you can only use it at Alamo. But we can use it anywhere. Ooh, you have it on us? On you? We can use it anywhere, right? Yeah, we can use it, you know, ATMs. It expires December 12th, so we better use it soon. Well, we'll use it next Thursday. Isn't that your birthday? Nope. Today, today we're coming to you uh, live, kind of, at least right now, we're live from uh, Trinity Hall at Mockingbird Station. Uh, on the TVs today, uh, we have, let's see, NFL, uh, we, have, we had an EPL game on earlier, Ryder Cup. West Brom just took down Burnley 4-0. Yeah, and I think we even had a battle some, like, of who won't be relegated. or rugby or something going on around here, but um, it's that a good place. Uh, tennis, that's the one that's like... Ping pong, like, but you're on the on the table it's with the Federer at the bar with the Roger Federer. <laughs> well, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Upper Deckers Pod. Email us at uh, Upper Deckers Pod at gmail.com. Password no Upper oh. no 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 no. Uh, but right now, let's go ahead and get into the news. First up, Matt. 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 That, oh, that's me. Uh, this was a, I don't know, this is the only sad part, I guess, of our podcast. Uh, one of the greats here locally in Dallas-Fort Worth passed away, uh, Max Morgan. Passed away at 59. He was having uh, some heart issues. Uh, he was a good guy. Loved everything about sports. What was his, what was his tagline, Drew? Good evening, Dallas-Fort Worth. Let's talk sports. There you go. Uh, he was one of the best. He's been doing it for a really long time, and he, he, he was always passionate about his job. I uh, covered a couple of games locally with him. Uh, very good guy. Had a couple of drinks with him, too. He's just a fun guy to be around, and uh, he'll definitely be missed. So, R.I.P. Max. R.I.P. Max. To the Max? To the Max. To the Max. Yeah, okay, to the Max. To the Max. So you got to rest to the Max. So you guys watch Jeopardy ever? That's, that's where they have to answer everything with a question, right? Yes. What, what is... No. I enjoy Jeopardy from time to time if I have a chance. You know, try to uh, flex my my muscles with the brain. Uh, but you guys know who the uh, host is, right? Trebek. Will Ferrell? Close. Drew, you were correct. It is Alex Trebek. He's been, he made news because this week on the, I believe it was the premiere, or they've been off for a, for a few weeks, he brought the mustache back. After a 13-year absence, Alex Trebek has the uh, the old gray. Uh, Bring back lip, the power lip ticker. Did he color it? No, I think it's still got the uh, salt and pepper. Touch oh, of gray. Only... <laughs> Touch of gray. But it's the first time uh, he's had it since uh, 2001. Is when he shaved it off, and uh, he's brought it back. And uh, I think he's he's made the uh, Jeopardy viewers quite happy because they've missed the old Alex Trebek. When when is Jeopardy on anymore? I don't know. It's on all different like, times, depending where you are. Isn't it on just like three thirty in the afternoon? It's on at like five or five thirty here, I think, in Dallas. But I think in other, it's not because it's not on the same 
station everywhere either. Like it might be on NBC here, but ABC, it's, it's a you know a syndicated show, so it switches. But it's good to see the old stash back. How much money do you think he makes? A lot. Millions, millions, and millions and millions. Really? And millions and millions. For asking people questions, I don't. He never knows. I don't think he actually knows the answers. No, he doesn't. But he likes to make you think he does. Yeah. He's the face of the show. Is it, I mean, and he's, so he's, he's, he's going to make icon. money. Exactly. Speaking of millions of dollars, uh, Mark Cuban has millions, maybe even billions of dollars. We should get him on the show. We should. I think I think we have him scheduled for never. Oh, yeah. So. No, that's, that's going uh, to be a great episode. I didn't tell you guys. I booked him for October 2023. October of 2023? Uh-huh. Okay. What day is it? Probably a Tuesday. Uh, still working on it. It's probably a Tuesday. Still working That's on it. Because we don't know exactly when we're going to be doing it of that week. Uh, but, yeah. you know, we'll let him know. We'll figure it out. Well, this week... Uh, so look forward to that. Nine, nine years? Yeah. This week, the Mavericks uh, had a press conference to, I guess, introduce all the new players that they brought in this offseason, as well as to um, reveal the alternate uniform that they're going to be using for the 2015-2016 season. So we have to wait a little bit. Um, for that, but I gotta give um, I gotta give big ups for the uniform choice. Um, basically, it depicts the skyline uh, of Dallas um, above above you know the team name. Uh, it's gonna be that darker blue. That they also they, have a white they one wear. too. They're only gonna they're only gonna wear the blue one though. Oh, okay. They have designs for all different colors, but for the first that first year, they're only gonna use the blue one. Is this, is this gonna turn into like in every? I think it's like Every the it's like jersey. the green. No, I think it's like the green ones. I like that green one. Yeah, I think it's gonna be kind of like the green ones. They'll use it, you know, here and there. But it's be our Sunday jersey. Yeah, I think it's something like that. But they'll they'll stick to the the royal blue and, and white as their their set their set ones that they they use for all the home and away games. But they'll mix this one in here and there. I like it a lot. It looks good. I think Dallas is one of the most recognizable Sky, skylines it's, because. It's, Voted the world's best skyline. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Reun- Reunion Tower, by itself, I think, makes it a very recognizable skyline because it's not something that everybody has. Well, yeah, no, no one else has it. And, and the green building, you can't. You can't they don't. They don't show it on the, uh, the jersey. I think they should. Just have a little bit of green. It would kind of yeah, work. That would be kind of cool. I mean, it is one of their colors. Well, there was a little bit Come of controversy. Come on, science! Jeez. There was a little bit of controversy with controversy the, with the reveal of the um, of the uniform. Our podcast does get over to England, so. Oh, does it? Yeah, we gotta we gotta say controversy so they know. Controversy, what yeah. Well, anyways, they they I forgot had baked beans with my breakfast. <laughs> Boom. With your bangers. With my bangers. Uh, they 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 forgot the ball on top of Reunion Tower, essentially. So like, they printed a off a bunch of T-shirt jerseys that they're selling. And those all included the actual skyline with the ball on top of Reunion Tower, but the but the jersey that they that they held up, they have a, had a mock-up of an actual jersey. It didn't have the balls. It was just like this long, thin thing without a ball on top of it. What are you mm-hmm. describing? So it. Uh, what are we talking about? Yeah, you need so to there was there was some controversy related to that, um, but. They assured us that in reality there will be a ball. It, eventually, it will grow a ball. <laughs> it will grow Just a, one. Just one. It will grow a ball. The Lance Armstrong. <laughs> also, a note from. Oh God. Also, a note from the. Is that what we need to start calling that tower? Yeah, that's Lance. The Lance. That's the Lance. The Lance Tower. It's the Lance Building. <laughs> God, that's awful. 
Uh, also of note from that from that press conference was the return of Tyson Chandler to the Mavericks, and um, it was actually pretty interesting. One of the first questions came from uh, from a fan. They introduced Tyson Chandler Parsons, right? Yeah, they did. It's like on Power Rangers when all of the Zords got together and they created Megazord. That's what we're going to have to do with Tyson, Tyson Chandler, Chandler and Chandler Parsons. Parsons. Uh-huh. It's just Tyson Chandler Parsons, uh, and they just merge into one, the ultimate shot-blocking machine. I see, I see. Well, anyways, a fan a fan asked him, hey, you're, you're basically here on the same contract situation that you were last time you came to town, um, where it's the last year of your deal, and you don't have any extension coming in next year. They asked him, what, what percentage do you put on you being back next year? And, and Cuban Cuban interrupted him and he said, "Yeah." And Cuban, Cuban interrupted him. And he said, um, "I've learned from my mistakes," which a lot of people took as uh, Cuban's admitting that he was wrong to let Tyson Chandler go in the first place. Blah blah blah. blah. But I don't know. What, do, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I think when Tyson Chandler and Chandler Parsons stand next to each <laughs> other, it's still gonna say Chandler Parsons. <laughs> no, but. <laughs> I think he's just saying that, because uh, I think he kept talking about it. He knows he made the right choice. Like, we wouldn't be where we are without him doing that. But he's also saying, I can't let a guy like that get away. And I think he's basically saying, I'm not going to let him get away this time. I don't think he's admitting that his previous decision is wrong. I think he's just in, he's just kind of saying, hey, he'll be back here next year. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I think he's, uh, last year when they or last time when they signed him to a one-year deal, I, I don't think it was ever in Cuban's mind to bring him back. No, I don't think it was. I, I think it was that was when Cuban was going through his one-and-done years with everybody. Uh, and I think after that he was like, all right, let's, let's try something different. Mm-hmm. I think this time he's like, okay, maybe this guy can actually help us win another championship. Well, yeah, I mean, you get, you get a guy like that on, a, on the last year of his deal. He plays for a contract, and then, you know... If, if he does well and he has to go somewhere else, then you still got a really good year out of him. Yeah, I mean, it works for Carmelo Anthony. What? I don't understand that. He's the guy that played in Florida. Nope. Oh, no. You're, you're off your game right now. No, I'm talking about when Carmelo was in Denver. Oh, okay. Uh, well, other, other players that were introduced, uh, Raymond Felton, Jameer Nelson... Chandler Parsons. Jameer Nelson almost went undefeated when you were in college. He did. he did. Very close. They should bring Delonte back. We can have you got that. to. You got have to. Have that reunion. I love Delonte West. In the end, it got me really excited about the Mavericks prospects. He did it with season. LeBron's mom. He did. That, that was a rumor, but I think he did. What? He was you never heard that? Mother. I never heard that. Oh. But yeah. Lover. So mother lover. In the coming weeks. Mother uh, lover. Drew guy. In the coming weeks, we'll get into a Mavs season preview, but that was just a, a little bit of a taste of what they did in the offseason. Coming up next, uh, a new Upper Deckers original. Um, it is called I'm Not Jacking That. Next on the Upper Deckers podcast. I'm Not Jacking That.
Welcome back to the Upper Deckers Podcast, recording here today from Trinity Hall at Mockingbird Station. Watching some NFL football, had some EPL on earlier. But right now it's time for an Upper Deckers original. I'm not jacking that. If you recall last week, we <laughs> we played some audio from uh, a bad TV review, Utopia, and probably our all of our favorite character, Convict Dave. Convict Dave. Introduced us to a new line when he was not pleased with uh, how things are going, and he threw out, I'm not jacking that. So that has led us to uh, think of things that we are also not jacking. I'm not jacking that. Yeah, well, so if you don't really know what this means, if you, if you didn't, totally if you didn't hear the thing. audio, this is kind of things that we're just not, we're not down with. We're not cool yeah. with that. It, it kind of gets on our nerves. So my first uh, entry into the I'm not jacking it game here, and this, I heard it this morning on the way over here, and it's not the first time I heard it. I heard it last night watching uh, Mizzou play South Carolina. Yeah. I cannot stand it when radio broadcasters, TV announcers say, when a guy has an injury, say, he has an ankle, he has a hamstring, he has a groin. Like, yes, he has multiple of all of those, actually. It's pretty interesting. He has, he has two ankles. Did you know that? Who? Everybody. No. But they, when the guy has an injured ankle, he goes, he has an ankle. He has a right ankle. Like, awesome. He has a left ankle also. Please tell me that he has a right ankle injury. I can't stand them. Like, why do you need to abbreviate that? Why do you need to cut out the word injury? And not even that. How about you give me some more specifics about what is injured with that ankle? Or yeah. what is injured with that shoulder or eyeball or nose? Everyone but, but has I two am, ankles? But I'm not jacking that. People not saying the word injury. Can't stand it. I wouldn't jack that either. Yeah. I'm not I'm, I'm not jacking shorts with no pockets. I agree. I agree. I'm not jacking that. I've got shorts with pockets right now. Shorts with pockets are fantastic. You know what I have to carry around all the time? Keys, phone, wallet. All your equipment can stay nice and nestled near your body. You can still have all the flexibility. You know what I'm also not jacking? Shorts that have pockets, but they're too short. That's what too I was short pockets, to say. yeah. Like, yeah. my phone will go in it, but if I move, it just falls out in my wallet. Get the car yeah. sit down, and it falls in between your seat and the center console, and you can never get Dude, it. I'm, I'm, also, that. I'm also, He's I'm also not. deep pockets, and make sure all of our athletic shorts have pockets, everybody. Come yeah. on, science. Jeez. I, I also, also, I'm not jacking dudes in skinny jeans with long hair who look like girls <laughs> from behind. That's just dangerous. Matt's back there whistling. <laughs> yeah, like a construction worker <laughs> just watching a Matt's parade go by. Interested. And Homeboy turns around with his five o'clock shadow. Yeah, him. I'm like, look, that chick's hanging out with this other chick, and they're holding hands. And his Adam's oh, oh wait, that's a dude. <laughs> and then I feel bad for about five minutes for checking out that dude's ass. <laughs> but because of the skinny jeans, his wallet wouldn't fit in the back pocket. <laughs> So you can't tell. You can't tell. There's no indicators. No indicator. Long, flowing, golden New locks. Thing, don't check someone out until you Beautiful see hair. them. Probably uses front. conditioner. Probably uses really good conditioner. Anyway, I'm not jacking that. Uh, my entry for I'm not jacking that this week um, has to do with a band that a lot of people like, but I just have never got, and that is YouTube. You guys into YouTube? You. You first. Yeah. No, YouTube the band. I've never heard of the band. Okay, well, anyways, 
Did he say we're? Did he? Did he say we're in a band? Yeah, we're not in a band. There's a guy named Derek I know who's in a band. You too? (laughs) You know that guy? Yeah. Yeah. So you two basically put their meow meow entry over there. Us two. This is Meow Meow right here. So you two basically put their new album, Songs of Innocence, on, we everybody's, did. We did. on everybody's iTunes without actually asking. And I think that's uh, that's some BS. I don't want you two's new album. It's not innocent to me. I'm not jacking that. How about Andy Samberg's line? It's Obama. I, I'm so on edge. If I were any more on edge, I'd be Bono. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you do know you two. Okay, great. We know us. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah, I'm not jacking as you guys. I hope Please not. Please don't. <laughs> I did it once. Guys. <laughs> you know, I have another one here. I, uh, I'm i not jacking people, and I've seen this now t- three times in the last week. It's the only time I've ever seen it. People using the shoulder on LBJ to pass people. Oh, yeah, I've seen that all the time. It's the most unsafe thing ever. Yeah. And then the people... People like in front of me who they're trying to pass, well, like hit the brakes, and then I gotta hit the brakes, and one of the people from behind me hit me, and, and yeah, swerving and in another lane. You're driving a Kura. What about when it's uh, when it's backed up and somebody thinks, oh, there's an exit about a half mile up. I'm just gonna get over on the shoulder and fly by everybody yeah. so I can exit. I'm not what about motorcycles driving in between everyone? That is actually legal, but a little dangerous. That scares me when there's traffic though, and they just come like flying by. Yeah. I'm not jacking that I'm not people jacking. who don't know how to drive. Yeah. Anything else you guys are not jacking? There's a lot of stuff I'm not jacking. Okay, well maybe we'll just need to save some of that for the next I'm not jacking that. So. Oh, fine. I got plenty of things I got stored a lot up. Of, I got a lot of things I'm not You've got a lot of stuff with. stored up for I'm not jacking that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I have, Matt. What are you thinking about? I'm not jacking that you have a lot of things stored up. Well, I hope you enjoyed I'm not jacking that, everybody. Coming up next on the Everdeggers podcast, we'll get into our big sports story of the week. And since we are at Trinity Hall, um, an Irish club of sorts, uh, they like soccer in Ireland, right? I think so. Uh, we're going to get into some conversation about the U.S. Men's National Team. they drink more than they watch. Oh, um, that goes hand in hand. Hand in hand. Yeah, we'll get into a conversation about the U.S. Men's National Team and how uh, some of the players are performing with their clubs. and Or college. Or, I believe. Or college. Or college. And, I believe uh, that. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will. Next on the Epidemic Podcast. Welcome back to the Upper Deckers Podcast. I'm Derek here with Matt and Drew. And that is confusing. I should have said Drew and Matt. I Yeah. I am with here with Drew and Matt. Okay. And uh, we are here at Trinity, Trinity Hall. Andy Dalton? He's got a game. No, he doesn't have a game today. No game today. My week. Just We're here at Trinity Hall, an Irish pub. So we thought we'd talk a little soccer. <laughs> so we're obviously the three of us here are big uh, U.S. men's national team fans. We were into the World Cup. It wasn't just the first World Cup that we've been into. We've been in the, you know, the past three, maybe four. Derek went as a four-year-old in '94. I did. I was eight. I wasn't there. Wasn't there. But I knew you guys. 
He did know us. So the U.S. played in a friendly uh, earlier this month against the Czech Republic and had an impressive one nothing win. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute. But they also have a couple games coming up here. October 10th, they will face off against Ecuador in East Hartford, Connecticut, and that will be Landon Donovan's final game as a member of the U.S. men's national team. Oh, he's actually going to play? He is. He will, he will play in this game. I bet he will play all 90 because um, it'll be his last game. We'll probably have to do a segment uh, about that um, so we can kind of give a little tribute to Landon. But then they will also play October 14th, just a few days later, in Boca Raton, Florida against Honduras. Both Ecuador and Honduras made the World Cup, if you guys recall. Mm-hmm. I do remember. And uh, so this will be it will be interesting to see because those are just a couple of weeks away who um, Klinsman chooses to uh, train with the squad and then also play um, in those games, it'll be a little odd because the MLS will be kind of in the middle of playoffs, so it'll be difficult to see who he chooses because he might have to leave a couple of those guys off. This is a camp, right? So this is yes, this, this is a full-fledged two weeks. They will be training before... Two days, all that stuff. Yeah, so it'll be a full camp. Unlike unlike the Czech Republic game where they just had a one-off game there and uh, just kind of played some of the... It was like the European guys plus like Nick Romando, I think might have been the only guy who came over uh, from the MLS. It they is. were only there for like what, a couple days. Yeah, but well, let's get in that game because they won one nothing over a pretty good Czech Republic team who did not one nil sorry one nil um the Czech Republic did not did not make the World Cup this year but they did make it in 2010 and what's perhaps more impressive is that um the Czech Republic in this game was playing their first team squad because they were in the middle of qualifying for Euro 2016 so they are in the middle of qualifying for that so they in these friendlies are taking them you know very seriously and we played a rather youthful squad. Uh, as I said, the MLS guys weren't there, so we didn't have the likes of Dempsey and Bradley. So Josie Alzador was actually the captain. Uh, I think Guzan and Ramondo were the only you know veterans uh, there. Well, that's good. I mean, that's a good sign for, for, the, for the squad of those younger guys are starting to starting to play better and, and do well against a, a first squad national team. Yeah. So Jurgen Klinsmann kind of talked about how. Uh, this game and these upcoming games is a really uh, a good opportunity for, for the team. In between, you know, two World Cups, when that cycle starts, you want to use that chance to, uh, to introduce, you know, new, young players, new players, and give them messages what it takes really to, to become a senior national team player. And we are very, very excited with the next generation of players coming through. You know, having, you know, seen now in training, you know, an Emerson Heidman, an Ruby Rubin, a Joe Jao, uh, obviously, Julian Green is with us since uh, uh, a year now. So, uh, seeing that potential in those players and many other ones, you know, in line, um, is is just exciting because we kind of can foresee a path over the next three, four years. Yeah, that was uh, those interesting comments from from Klinsman. I like that he's looking more ahead uh, here to the next World Cup and trying to get. 
he kind of sounds like a Bond villain. <laughs> he is German. No, but it's good because we have four years here, and we had a lot of guys who I think were kind of, you know, at the, sort of at the end of their career. So I think still will be at the World Cup next time, like Dempsey and Tim Howard and those guys. But this is the real opportunity because there is a lot of really good young players uh, right now for the U.S., and this is a good opportunity, especially early on here in the cycle, because they're still four years away and they're still a few years away from some other uh, big competitions they have, to try to see what you got with these young guys and see if they can perform. And obviously in the first game they had, they did perform uh, against the Czech Republic. Uh, this is a good chance for these guys to come out here and, and compete. And, and Jurgen Klinsmann talked about the competition that these guys have and, and what it means uh, for them in, in terms of... Uh, they're playing with their clubs, not just on the national team. So we would like to give them more opportunities to play, more opportunities to become more comfortable with the demands of the senior national team, with the standards that we ask them for in the senior national team environment. And, uh, um, and that creates competition. It creates competition, obviously, with the, with the more experienced, or the, we call them the older players, you know. And this is what happens in between those two big co competitions, a World Cup that was just finished now, and a World Cup is, the, is in sight, you know, four years from now. So you want them all to compete. You want them all to go eye to eye. And, and the base and the foundation of all that is their performances in their club teams. Yeah, so Clemson kind of mentioned a couple of the players that, you know, I've been looking at. Yeah, I, that I've been looking at and, and kind of paying attention to because I'm very, I'm, I'm probably more than a lot of other people invested in in the U.S. team. But he mentioned guys like Joe Zhao and uh, Rubio Rubin, Emerson Hindman, and, and Julian Green. And, and these guys, <laughs> these guys have been playing pretty well. Uh, actually, Joe Zhao, he uh, transferred this summer to Borussia Dortmund who's probably the second best team in Germany in the Bundesliga behind Bayern Munich. And this just this last week, he uh, got in on a game as a, as a substitute. And that's a big step for an, uh, you know, a young guy uh, on the U.S. to start kind of making his way into a team that's one of the top teams in Germany and plays in the Champions League every year. It is, I think, very important for them to, to really play at that high of a level with some of the top uh, it's in the top leagues internationally because I'm talking about Joe Jow. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah, I just you know it's 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 uh, it's one thing to, to try to you know make the MLS uh, better overall, and so yes, it's important that you know some of some of the top players in the world, if not just American players, play in the MLS because I think that's important to have a good soccer product. Um, here in the U.S. to then grow the sport and then grow better players. But on the other hand, it's also important for your, your top players as they're in that, good, that developmental stage from you know, 17, 18 years old to 23, 24 to be playing it in, in playing you know against better competition, better than really what the MLS can offer. And so um, you know these guys getting a chance to play uh, at that high of a level is, is good. It can, be, it can only mean good things. But Matt, yeah, you brought up an interesting guy, Emerson Heinemann, who is a, actually a local kid. His grandfather, <laughs> his grandfather was the coach here at, of FC Dallas uh, for a few years, and uh, he's over at, playing with Fulham, who is not in the uh, Premier League this year. They're in the the, the 
leveled down. I don't. What is that called? The Championship League? Champion? Yeah, it's something like that. But he he's playing on Fulham this year, and he's actually started quite a few games. And as an 18-year-old, uh, Fulham is not what they were obviously last year. He's not playing in the Premier League, but he's getting some good minutes, and, and he'll be another guy to keep an eye on as they uh, as they call up uh, players for for this week. But a guy who you know was a name we've all heard, Josie Altidore, who. Uh, unfortunately missed time in the World Cup, basically missed the whole thing because of an injury. He's had a tough time at Sunderland uh, breaking into the team. And uh, actually yesterday he didn't he didn't even get in the team uh, when they uh, drew nil-nil uh, with Swansea. But earlier this week in a Capital One Cup game, he came on as a sub and scored his uh, first goal of the season for his team. And, and Clemson had some good has some good words about him uh, as he was the captain of the team in the Czech Republic game. I asked him to um, to guide this young group, and he's himself still a very young player. You know, he's 24 years old, but he has already 70 caps. So um, we made him the captain. We told him, you know, guide these guys, help them, and he enjoyed that. You know, he was a uh, he battled the whole field. You know, he won all, most of his one against one battles. You know, he provided great assists. You know, he connected with Joe Jowett to the right, with Julian Green to the left, and connected to the midfield. So it was a very strong performance of Josie Altidore, even if he didn't score. But this is what we want to see from him. And sooner or later, I told him, you're going to score your goals in the Premier League sooner or later, and you'll keep scoring your goals for the national team. It's pretty, it is pretty crazy to me to think of, of Josie how long he's been around, just like Clemson said, um, and that he's only 24 years old. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's a guy that that's a guy that I feel like has been around for a very long time, um, has a lot of good experience, um, but still has a lot of years. Yeah, like you said, he's he's 24 and he's already been to two World Cups. That's a big deal. And I'm one of Josie's biggest critics. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the guy, but we really did miss him in the World Cup, and I think he needs to start taking that next step forward, obviously before the World Cup, and he's got a very long time to do it, uh, but he's got to start breaking into that Sunderland team, and this was a good start. Did you guys see see the goal? Yeah, the one that broke the strap? Yeah, I mean, it was a rip. He was outside the box, he ripped it to the opposite corner, and, and the goalie had no chance. It wasn't some, you know, oh, he was just kind of standing in the box, someone made a really good pass, and the goal was wide open, he just tapped it in. I mean, he made a play by himself, and hopefully that'll start getting him a little more playing time uh, with Sunderland. But you know, Gus Poyet hasn't hasn't really featured him uh, lately. He's got to get out of his own head. Yeah, he does. He's Absolutely. Got... Now the guy I maybe am most in intrigued about because he is the youngest. He was the youngest player called up, I think, for the Czech Republic game, maybe outside of Julian Green. Is Jordan Morris? Have you guys heard of Jordan Morris? Stanford kid. The Stanford kid, and he actually still in college and left. He's their best player, clearly, at Stanford, and he left a, a pretty meaningful game to just get to go and play uh, for the U.S. And I think this guy's got some potential, and he could be could be the biggest uh, threat to Josie Altidore's playing time for that next World Cup. He, he scored on the U.S., didn't he? They yeah, because he he because they trained at Stanford going yeah. into the World Cup, and he scored on them in some practice sessions. Yeah, because yeah. he was he was like he was there with them, kind of playing around, and he was kind of on like their you know practice squad sort of a thing or the scout team as he was kind of playing. And he scored against them. He uh, he has he has some decisions to make though, right? I mean, I, I was I was reading that um, that like his dad is a doctor or something like that, and, and they 
they as a family. You want me to, you want me to read the quote? I have Jurgen's quote right yeah, here because yeah, yeah. he's he's actually kind of in part. He's part of the Sounders like youth program. Right. So he's got choice there to either kind of go there, stay Stanford, or, or yeah, go. But, but he wants he's to. He's an academy kid, right? Yeah, but but Klinsman had to say, uh, you know, he understands this better. He has the choice now to say, okay, am I jumping on the Sounders track in January, or am I considering another year? Or am I considering maybe even going to Europe? He has those pieces on the table that he can discuss with his family and his dad and with his coaches to hopefully make the right decision for him. What we can do now is show him those options. There's no stress to it. There's no preference to it. This is how the world could work out for you, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, he's at Stanford. He's obviously a bright kid. Uh, his family is pretty well off. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, if he just makes it big and goes and gets a huge club contract, he can always come back and finish school. But, you know, I, it, that's a tough decision. I mean, it'll be interesting to see because and we have kind of a, a case that we know very well, Kenny Cooper. We played at SMU for like a year. Oh, no, he didn't even play. He signed to go there and then went and played it. Man, you as a reserve squad, and that didn't really work out for him. As I mean, he's had a nice career for himself he's in terms of in terms of MLS, but he's never gone to a World Cup. You know, he's never been on a top European team. You know, he's never really been considered one of the best players in MLS. So it might be best for him to kind of stay with Seattle and almost go the way of DeAndre Yedlin, who's going to make his way onto the top on top to Tottenham later this season. Uh, it might be best to kind of go that route and maybe be shorter and maybe just play Seattle for a year and then get onto a top team where you know you're going to play. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think there's a lot to look forward to in these next, uh, what, three years and a handful of months. Yeah, we've got, we got a lot of good tournaments coming up with, you know, Gold Cup. It's going to mean something to try to get the Confederations Cup. We've got the Copa America where they'll face off against South American teams. So it'll be good. These, these next couple friendlies will be interesting to see who he chooses. Coming up next on the Upper Deckers podcast, uh, another Upper Deckers original uh, a little bit of a play on words on the name of our podcast, but we're going to get into the Top Shelf Awards next on the Infinite Podcast. Back to the Upper Deckers podcast, coming to you live, kind of from Trinity Hall at Mockingbird Station. I'm Drew, still sitting here with Derek and Matt, as always. I switched seats though. Matt did switch seats. He came over next to me. Um, I didn't shower this morning. Probably. <laughs> Neither did I, Matt. Neither, I didn't. No, I don't shower. Oh, so time. we're just thinking out the whole restaurant. This is great. I, I smell fantastic. I showered yesterday afternoon. So, at about yeah, at about two thirty, yeah. Twenty-four hour rule. I was there. Uh, I'm outside of the twenty-four hours, and I went to a football game. That's kind of gross. Um, all right, now so let's get into uh, top shelf awards and Upper Decker original. Maybe a little bit of a play on on words with our name, Upper Decker. If you know what I mean. Uh, so starting off, um, I'm gonna. Oh, Upper Decker, I get it. Oh yeah, because it's the top shelf. I get it. Yeah. All this time. Well, that's good. I'm part of the team now, guys. So I have two top shelf awards this week. I'll start off and finish up if that's all right with you guys. Yeah, whatever, Drew. You're 
Uh, the producer. So my first one is gonna be the making copies. <laughs> my first top my, shelfies. My first top shelf award will be the retro award for. Uh, it's basically going throwback on us, and that goes to Apple for bringing back the flip phone. No, they're bringing back the flip phone because uh, they did, you know, like the iPhone 6 and then everybody was having trouble with it bending, so that they're bringing uh, back the flip phone. Yeah, that was a stretch, but good. I'm not jacking that. <laughs> what, can you talk? I, I didn't really hear much. I heard about the breaking of the phone, but I don't know what went into yeah, it. Yeah, it's not like... It's not like a widespread issue. It's more of a case of some people were trying to break it, and I guess it's so thin that when it's you bendable. Bend it like try Beckham. to bend it, it will kind of bend. Is Beckham known for that? I mean, he did he did something one time with a when yeah. There's a movie about it. That's the one. Yeah, it's not him though. Is he? He might have a cameo in it. I don't know. I've never. I don't think I. I've never I, seen. It. I feel like he has seen it, but I don't remember it very much. I've seen. I saw a video, one of the Tonight Show, of some guy who just got his new iPhone, and like the, you know. News, oh, they dropped it. And the journalist is up there interviewing him, and he's trying to like show her what he can do, or he's trying to open the box. Can't, yeah, he's can't get the, the box, box open. And he pulls it too hard, it flops out, and falls right on the ground. Oh man, what a dunce. <laughs> <laughs> Any other awards today? Uh, I mean, I got all kinds of awards for people. Go for it, man. Um, I think this week... Ah, God, there's so many. So many just dumb ones. I think this one's more recent. I changed mine from earlier in the week. I'm going to have to give my top shelf award uh, to the CEO of that company in Oklahoma. You didn't hear about the guy that got fired and then uh, he... He went on a rampage and ended up like chopping some lady's head off in the office. Oh, jeez! You didn't hear about that? No, not oh at all. Oh my god! Okay, whoa! Story time. So this guy goes. What's in. the name of the There's award, though? It's the Headless Horseman Award. Um, <laughs> it's a good name. It's a great name. It's a pickled radish. Uh, so this guy has been trying to. Like convert all of his coworkers to Islam at work, so so everybody's just kind of done with this guy. So and they fired him for whatever reason it might be, and then he left the building, came back, like drove like into part of the building, or so I don't remember that part of it. Then goes inside and like attacks this 54 year old woman and starts stabbing her, and, like beating the crap out of her, and then cuts her head off beheaded her in the office and then was walking around with the with the lady's head attacked another lady stabbed her a bunch of times she's alive she Goodness she survived yes they, they got this guy so, oh yeah so apparently the owner ceo from what i was told he was like a former marine or former something he had military yeah. ties yeah and like broke it up and shot this guy wow uh the guy's still alive they captured him took him to jail so yeah, he, that that owner or CEO gets my. That is nothing but. Yeah, yeah. His. He, I don't know what they do with the. Head I don't know now. why he got an award. I mean. Who? 
You're giving this guy an award? Not the guy that did the slaying. I'm, oh, give, I'm giving the guy who the stopped other guy. it. Yeah. Okay. I fought with the guy who did the slaying, and that's kind of Sleepy Hollow. That is pretty. That's <laughs> the Sleepy pretty, Hollow Award. The Sleepy Hollow Award. There we go. Sometimes we give awards to people. There's awards for, you know, uh, you know being the worst at things. Yeah. Like See, the raspberry? Yeah. So you guys watched a couple of the new uh, pilots this week, right? I watched, yeah. Gotham. I haven't watched Gotham yet, don't tell me. Yeah, I watched Blackish. I also watched. Uh, Horrible. It was a bad good. show. It's very racist. Yeah, I watched a couple of other shows. So Do my award this no, week, though, goes to the best pilot. Ooh, all right. And the winner of best pilot is Major Miriam Al Mansuri. What? You guys hear about this? I have no first, idea what you're talking the about. First yes. Woman fighter pilot for the United Arab, United Arab Emirates. Oh. She gets the best pilot award. I can get behind nice. that. She went uh, went on uh, an airstrike with the U.S. and a couple of other allies against ISIS over Syria earlier this week. <laughs> ISIS got bombed by a girl. <laughs> <laughs> how do you think? How do you think they feel about that? <laughs> you think so they're not like? Good. That's so. That is an ultimate slap in the it, covered face. Is is it worse to be bombed and die by, you know, just any run-of-the-mill male pilot or to get bombed and die by a woman? To them. To them, to that's got to be worse. Yeah. But, I mean, they'd, they'd be dead. A quick quick little bit about her. Mansuri, she's 35. She was born in Abu Dhabi, graduated college with a degree in English literature. Born where? Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. <laughs> uh, she said she never focused on competing with male pilots, and uh, she served in the army before enrolling in flight training. And uh, you know, she kicked some ISIS butt. But if you really want to know, she my, married. Uh, you know, I don't know, Matt. I'll get her a number for you though. Yeah, you yeah. Chat her up. But she, if you really want to know what my favorite pilot of the last week was, I loved uh, How to Get Away with Murder. I didn't watch that. You said it was That's great. Good. I didn't. Viol- Viola Davis. Violin Davis, I think. Violin Davis, Violin yeah. Violin Davis. Davies. I believe it's Davies. Oh. Yeah. Violin Davies. Okay. He's re- she's definitely related to, Johnny. to the, yeah to Johnny okay. who we had on last week. Now, oh, that guy's nuts. She is the uh, protagonist of said story. She is a law professor at some school. It's some made-up school. Mm. Uh, basically, it's she is a law professor and a working defense attorney and she's kind of interesting she's got her whole big class and they're kind of involved with her cases it, it looks it looks intriguing I was I was pleased with the pilot much more so than, than Gotham or Blackish so well, that's good uh, so way to go uh, female pilot Miriam Mansuri you were the first winner of the pilot awards and the last award for the top shelf awards this week is the top shelf award for optimism and uh, that goes to uh, this little kid that I saw yesterday. Um, I was at the SMU TCU game. Little guy walks by me in the concourse wearing a, a purple TCU jersey with a number two on it. Purple? It's, Not purple. Right. Um, yeah, it's a Trayvon Boykin jersey. And the kid had... It's a touchy... That's, that's Trayvon Martin, my bad. The kid... Oh, gosh. The kid had a cotton bowl patch on his TCU jersey. 
So he had a cotton bowl patch on his TCU jersey, and I'm wondering. Cotton patch, that's a great thing. Never been there. I'm wondering, A, does this kid, did they just like go to the cotton bowl last year and see Mizzou play, and the kid was like, I want that patch. And then, and then he threw it on his TCU jersey, or is he just calling his shot for this year? But anyways, I'm going to give him the uh, top shelf award for optimism. Yeah, I think he's a forward-thinking young man who believes in the one for all. How old was this kid? This is like five or six. He has no idea what's on that jersey. Yeah, he does. Uh, he knows he has a patch that he went got at a game that he went to, and he thought it looked cool. You can give him that, right? I'm not jacking it. <laughs> Matt's not jacking, I'm jacking anything today. All right, well, coming up well next. Coming up next, we'll get into our local story for the week. We're going to talk about. <laughs> going to talk about Mo Claiborne. Speaking of meow meows, uh, talk about Mo Claiborne and and less Claiborne. The very interesting week that he had. But before that, we'll we'll take a look into Matt's diary okay. next on the Upper Deckers podcast. Starts to melt from the heat and the sweats. Running down my head. I Dear Diary, I had a weird dream last night, and I don't know who can help me. I dreamed I was a unicorn, a superhero unicorn, almost like a Pegasus, but with a longer, stout thing on my head. The only thing I did as a superhero unicorn was help a kid across the street. I'd like to know what else I can do or what uniforms I can wear to help me stand out as a superhero unicorn. Also, I'm thinking of a name. Maybe Unibro or Unibrow, but that's already taken. Dear Diary, next time I come at you like this with a stupid story, please remind me that none of this is real. Back to the Upper Deckers podcast. That was a really good look into Matt's diary. I found it interesting, but also a little scary. It's very weird, right? It's dark in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's real dark. It's real dark. It's real freaky. I, I imagine I, being the only one in there. I'm not jacking that. Hey, you need somebody to come help you with that. Yeah, I should probably go see a doctor. All right, well, let's get into our local story of the week, and that has to do with Mo Claiborne. Um, Claiborne. Yes, Les Claiborne. He had a very interesting week this week. Um, Tuesday, uh, he stormed out of Valley Ranch because um, apparently he heard that he was being put back into his rightful place as the nickel corner. He wasn't jacking it. So he was basically, I guess, you could say he was demoted um, to just playing nickel corner, but in reality, he was just put back into the spot where he should have been all along because Skandrick was... Supposed to be the starter going into the season, but he got suspended. Um, and what what Claiborne said was he was upset with the way that he found out about it, not with the fact that he has been kind of moved down the depth chart. I wonder what's in his diary. His diary Nothing. is probably... He, he can't write. Yeah, he probably can't spell words, so... His name is just M.O. <laughs> That's true. And and so all of I that... I my name good. <laughs> <laughs> 
So all of that now leads to him being the nickel corner and the Cowboys playing the Saints tonight. And um, so he's going to have to get a lot of plays. I mean, he's going to be playing. He's going to be out on the field a lot. Do you guys and, think he uh, should have been suspended? No. I don't either. And not, not because, oh, we need more people. Because, frankly, I think Sterling Moore and Tyler Patman can do what he's doing just fine. But you, mean, that is, you mean they can read a book? Yeah. I'm fine with them not being suspended because I think hopefully this lights a fire under him. Hopefully this got him pissed. And hopefully he wants to come prove some people wrong. And this has made him upset and he, he's going to start giving effort. Because I feel like everything's just been given to him. And he never had to really work to get his starting job. Mm-hmm. And he's always just kind of had it. And he had it at LSU and he's had it here. And yeah. You know, I, he didn't have to worry about it because Jerry Jones loves me. I'm not going to lose my job. But maybe now he's got a little bit of fire well, under him. We, we talked about it, uh, you and I did earlier this week. Um, the, he's a real athletic kid. Great athletic ability. His instincts are pretty good. But you got to think, he's playing this whole time on pure instinct. Because he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't read the playbook. doesn't know the plays. Yeah. doesn't know. I mean, the two things he does well are man coverage and and rushing the passer mm-hmm. off the off the corner. Those yeah. are the two things he does well. But the only problem is the Cowboys play a lot of zone defense because they're not as athletic. They're not as big as a lot of these receivers. So he gets you know kind of taken out of it because he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, and, and, and even after saying all that last week against the Rams, he was essentially in position to make a ton of plays. I mean, even when he got beat, he was step for step with the right receiver and just mistimed his jump or didn't turn and find the ball or, you know, whatever. And so it's like, yes, he's incredibly athletic. Yes, he's probably pretty talented as a corner overall, but he doesn't know the playbook, as you said, and he just didn't make plays. He just didn't make plays. So there's something there. It's just... It's whether or not he just finally can get his crap together and, and make something happen. He, he just needs to get it. I don't know. He's got Josie Altidore syndrome. We're going to need him. Starting tonight against the Saints, we're going to need the guy. So I said it to you guys earlier in the week, and you guys know the answer now. Seven. But if you had to guess, how much older would you say Sterling Moore is than Morris Claypool? I think most people would probably say, oh, Moore's probably been in this league a while. He's kind of a journeyman. He's probably in his upper 20s, you know, nearing. He's actually only four days older than Mo Claiborne. So why do we not just let our young corner, who is actually performing, play? It's Mo Claiborne is now a sunk cost. It is what it is. We, we messed up. We effed up. But quit letting the, the mistake keep repeating itself. Just cut, cut it off. Bench him. He should be the fifth corner now. Quit playing a guy who's going to keep getting beat. He was the reason the Rams hung around last week, because he was terrible. He did make the game-clinching interception. Great. Blind squirrel. You know. I, I really don't think, though, that, that a coaching staff is going to put a guy out there that's worse than the other guys. I really? really? Don't, you, no. don't, you don't think Jerry's in their ear going, hey, guys, no. this is my pick. We better play him. He's a first-round pick. He needs to play. No, because because in the end, it's, it comes down to it's the coach's job, and I'm going to put the best players out there. Maybe Okay, so maybe Jerry's in his ear, and they put him out there in a couple of different packages that he maybe shouldn't be in. Okay, yeah, sure. But overall, in the end, when it comes to total plays, if you're the coach and you actually want to keep your job, then you're going to play the best players. And 
maybe uh, you know maybe it is just more potential uh, that they're seeing in him. Right now, I think Mo and Cleburne would be better than Mo Claiborne right now. <laughs> All right. Apparently, Derek's not jacking. Give me Mo and Cleburne. I bet he can do it. Whatever uh, Claiborne does. Sterling Moore's the- he can get burned by Kenny Britt. Yeah. Kenny Cooper. <laughs> uh, Sterling Moore's the SMU guy, right? Yeah, that's. Derek's gonna come out and say, well, that's why Drew is saying blah, 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 blah. It is. It's what? It is. It's what? It's it is not. why he's gonna be. I don't like Sterling Moore. He's freaking Mustang. I didn't say anything bad about Sterling. Drew sounds Moore. like that when he's upset. Yeah, too. he That's does. He gets. I think he's from like Alabama when he gets upset. Yeah, we're here home. Mustang, Mustang, Mustang. Ask me more. Claiborne. <laughs> yeah, we got too many Mustangs on this team, for Drew. Eric Dickerson. One Mustang's too many Mustangs. <laughs> Good gracious. How many Mustangs does it take to get Drew angry? Half. Let's just take one Mustang. <laughs> Alright, well, that about does it for... Let's go Stars. Let's go Stars. Oh yeah, next week, uh, big big time. Next Whoa, what did you just call me? What? You just, you just said the B word. What? But we'll play it back. Well, you re-listen to it. You called me a witch with a B. Did I? Yeah, you said it. I heard it. I don't think I, don't think I did. We'll review the tape later. We'll, we'll have it. All right. Go to the tape. It was funny. Anyway, listen here, B. <laughs> uh, next week's going to be huge. We're going to do some... Here's your burger. <laughs> Rangers season review. Yes, Rangers season review. Um, they were bad. So, Matt is going to have to carry that segment because I didn't watch a single inning of Rangers baseball this year. And I'm because happy to there's say a it. kid from SMU on the team. Smolenski. Smolenski hit a homer last night. Anyway, we'll get into that. Yeah, he did. We're going to do a Stars season preview. It's cool Stars. Have, and we're going to have a special guest on the show. Yeah, it's a very special guest that might be able to help us with all Stars. Can you give me a hint about he, the guest? He graduated from Jesuit. Ryan Cabrera. Ooh, that'd be good though. Isn't Ashley Simpson come on? JJ Pierce. So yeah. she went to school. Oh, right. JJ Pierce. Mm. <laughs> Alright, well that about does it. <laughs> Jeez Louise. The yeah, abrasiveness dude. out of Matt at the <laughs> end of this. <laughs> He's feeling better, everyone. He's feeling better. Look at that. see the smile on his face. I had, I had an awkward he got some bangers in his throat and now he's good to go. Oh, <laughs> good <laughs> Where did this podcast go wrong? Alright. It was. It went wrong with me. Yeah, it was a pretty big sausage. Well, that about does it for this week's uh, episode of the Upper Deckers podcast. Uh, Until next week, thanks, boys. You're welcome. I love you. I love you more, everyone.